Hey there, friends. Welcome, and thank you so much for joining me on this bonus episode of Illuminating the Shadow with your host and guide, Britt Hampton. I'm Britt Hampton, and I'm just so very grateful that you are joining me on whatever platform you find yourself. So this podcast episode corresponds with episode three, the evolution of my Sankalpa and how it led me here. More specifically, it pertains to my new adventures in podcasting and my journey with you all. So if you haven't gotten a chance to check out that episode yet, I invite you to do so if you'd like. If you haven't gotten a chance to listen to that episode just yet, no worries. It's totally fine. I'll give you a bit of the recap that you will need so that you will have the context that you need in order to explore the exercises that I'll be providing in this episode. So in this episode of Illuminating the Shadow here today, we will be building upon the basis that we explored in episode three. And we will be discussing a bit more in depth about what a Sankalpa is in terms of its literal definition and a bit more on the historical context. We will distinguish between traditional and non-traditional means of usage and the different ways that we can utilize a Sankalpa. And I'll be guiding you through an exercise that will aid you in setting up a foundation for you to discover your very own Sankalpa. I'll also be offering you up a few temporary options for working Sankalpas to better support you in your efforts towards cultivating your very own Sankalpa in your own time and as you're ready. So it is my intention that no matter where you find yourself today on your journey, that I can meet you there and that I can offer you something of value and something of service from this experience. I am so excited to have this opportunity to share with you all today, and I really hope that what I have to say resonates, or at least plants a little seed of curiosity in your conscious mind about possibly considering the use of a Sankalpa or the use of a personal mission statement in your own practices at home if that serves you. As always, I welcome any feedback, so please feel free to leave me a review on Spotify, on Apple, Audible, or wherever else you may be listening today. And if you don't want to miss out on any future content from Illuminating the Shadow, well then I invite you to hit that follow or subscribe button if you feel so inclined. So for our journey today, all you will need is a curious mind, an open heart, and maybe a writing utensil and something for you to write on. Just in case you'd like to take notes or participate in the guided exercises that I'll be providing in this episode. So let's get into it. In the last episode of Illuminating the Shadow, I discussed Sankalpas, but mostly under the context of talking with you all pretty candidly about my own personal evolution of my own Sankalpas and how that evolution led me here. So I spoke about what I was working through at the time or what I believed I was working through at the time, and I also spoke a bit about Sankalpas, what they are, how they're used, and just general information. So I will be briefly recalling in this episode some of that information. Um, for those of you that missed episode three, just so that you have that solid context of what a Sankalpa is and um, how to implement it, right? So in this episode, I'm going to speak a bit more in depth. Um, We're going to distinguish between a Sankalpa and a goal. Um, And then we're going to talk a bit more about the historical context, the historical definition of the word Sankalpa in Sanskrit. We're going to talk about why the very language contained within the Sanskrit Kalpa is so very, very significant. We're going to talk about the different ways that you can use your Sankalpa, and I'm going to be guiding you through an exercise that sets you up to begin thinking about your own Sankalpa. All right, 
So hopefully, no matter where you find yourself on our journey today, it is my hope that I can meet you there on some solid ground and that when I meet you there, that there is something of my experience that I can offer you that is of value. So if you caught my last episode of Illuminating the Shadow, you probably heard me describe a sankalpa as your most heartfelt desire, spoken in present tense language and stated as if it is already true. Your sankalpa is a seed of intention, one that is planted deep within your subconscious that you bring to the surface of your conscious mind as you come back and water and nurture the seed of of intention. You nurture it anytime you revisit it or you recall your sankalpa. A yoga teacher and mentor of mine once described a sankalpa just so beautifully when she described it as a personal mission statement that has a seed of selflessness in it. So we will be taking these definitions and we will be building upon them in just a bit. We also discussed in the last episode about how we distinguish between a sankalpa and a goal right? So a goal tends to have a definitive end mark. We tend to categorize goals as something like met, unmet, in progress, something along those lines, right? Whereas a sankalpa is very different. A sankalpa tends to evolve. It develops over time. It grows and it changes alongside you as you learn, as you grow and evolve. So all of this is true. And in this episode, we're going to build upon this context and foundation. So Sankalpa. Sankalpa is a Sanskrit term. Sanskrit is a very ancient language. It's believed to be one of the first spoken and written languages in the world. And in the Western world, we generally only hear it spoken in yoga classes or in meditation sometimes. So in Sanskrit, the syllables of the word are broken down, okay? And so the syllable San, it translates to mean highest truth. And the syllable Kalpa, It translates to mean vow or a commitment to be honored above all else. So given these Sanskrit roots, a sankalpa means a vow and a commitment that we make to our higher selves. I believe that it is particularly powerful um, as a word and as a tool for intention, both in our manifesting and just in the way that we speak it because Sanskrit is such a powerful and intentional language. I never understood why people consider it a dead language because as far as I'm concerned, it's very much the opposite. It is very much alive. And I say this because in Sanskrit, the very essence of the word's meaning, it's contained within the very vibration of the word as it is spoken aloud. So the very spirit of the meaning of the word is literally echoed within the word's vibration as it moves out of your mouth and is spoken aloud. Sankalpa, a vow and a commitment we make to our higher selves. Our most heartfelt desire. I mean, how beautiful and how intentional is that? So considering this, I really encourage you to consider the possibility of incorporating the use of a sankalpa into your own intentional practices at home. If the term sankalpa does not sit well with you, Perhaps we can reframe this term a bit differently so that you can still get something out of this episode, even if that something isn't necessarily a new sankalpa. So other terms that you can use and that you can still apply these very techniques that I'm going to be presenting to you in this episode, um, other terms that you can use are intention, affirmation, you could call it a personal mission statement or a vow, 
You could call it a personal declaration, or you could even just call it your most heartfelt desire. But basically, it's what you wish to manifest. It's what you wish to embody, and this wish comes from deep within your heart space. So if the term Sankalpa doesn't resonate with you, well then, as I mention it, or as I refer to the term Sankalpa throughout the duration of this episode, I invite you to reframe it as a word or phrase that does speak to you, whether that word be intention, personal mission statement, whatever you feel the most comfortable with, it's fine to use as a replacement. So a sankalpa can be used in a number of ways, and we will be looking at some of those methods a bit more in depth today. And in the ways in which you may choose to implement a sankalpa, well, that may vary too, depending upon where you find yourself at this point in your journey and where you see yourself going in the future. So we're going to distinguish between more traditional practices in which a sankalpa has historically been utilized in, We're going to discuss different aims with sankalpas, so whether it's goal-oriented or whether it's framed as a vow or commitment to your higher self or higher purpose. And then we're also going to be looking at some more non-traditional means of utilizing a sankalpa as well. So generally speaking, the use of a sankalpa, it has one of two aims. The first one we've already spoken quite a bit about, and in this method, your sankalpa, it reflects your truest nature through the exploration and the cultivation of your most heartfelt desire. The second manner in which a sankalpa can be utilized is it can be utilized to support you um, through your work in aspiring to achieve a certain goal or a certain outcome. So if you find yourself exploring a new creative endeavor or a new long-term project or a new job, uh, a sankalpa can be a vital tool for supporting you in your growth and in your progress. So for example, if you are going to begin a new arena of study or a focus and you think a sankalpa may assist you in the pursuit of your long-term objectives, well, you could set a goal-centered sankalpa as your focused objective. And so as you begin to understand and to cultivate your sankalpa, it's important to understand that not everything happens at once, right? Growth is not linear. Your sankalpa, it will change and it will evolve over time. And as you begin to draw more conscious awareness to your life's work and purpose, it will change, right? And so it may take quite a bit of time before you reach a working sankalpa for you. And that's just fine. That's typical. That's normal, okay? So even if you choose to work with a sankalpa to support you in a more goal-oriented manner, it is still acting to support you in your life's purpose and through your heartfelt desire, right? A sankalpa in this manner, it could be understood or maybe looked at as, as a little mile marker, as a stepping stone, leading you towards discovering your life's purpose and where you want to be. So traditionally, a sankalpa is cultivated through the practice of yoga nidra or yogic sleep. When we are awake and conscientiously aware, we are generally either operating in alpha or in beta brainwave states. And we only hit those delta brainwave states when we are in deep sleep. But yoga nidra, it hovers you in the theta brainwave state, which is where the body can do the most restful healing, right? On a cellular level too. So yoga nidra is such a beautiful practice. It's one that I highly recommend and it's my favorite way to nourish and to work on my own sankalpas. 
If you struggle to fall asleep at night, it can be super helpful. Yoga Nidra is a little bit different from other forms of yoga, and it's a little bit more accessible, yes, even if you've never practiced yoga before, because you can literally do it anywhere. You could do it lying down in a comfy position with all the blankets, pillows, and props you don't even need a yoga mat for, and you literally just close your eyes and try to follow along conscientiously with your mind. So... In a traditional yoga nidra practice, a sankalpa, it's nourished, and it is generally recalled three times at the beginning and sometimes at the end of that practice. If you already have a pre-existing yoga practice, you can recall your sankalpa anytime that you need to redirect your focus or attention. So sometimes I silently repeat my sankalpa back to myself if I'm in a yoga posture with a really long hold and I notice my mind starts to wander, right? So um, you can recall your sankalpa then, or you can recall it any time that somebody encourages you to utilize any type of intention setting or any kind of dedication in your practice. However, a sankalpa, it can be utilized and it can be nurtured any way you see fit. You literally nurture this little seed of heartfelt intention any time that it is stated, any time that it is spoken or written, any time you recall it or even ponder it in your mind. Anytime you think of your sankalpa, you are nurturing it and you are actively cultivating it. So even if yoga isn't your thing, and if you have no desire to ever try a yoga nidra practice, um, a sankalpa can still be a super intentional tool and it can still be a resource for you to use. So non-traditionally, your sankalpa can be utilized in a number of ways and through various techniques and avenues. Um, Some of these may include using it like a daily affirmation, right? So if you have a hard time implementing new habits, an easy way to approach your sankalpa daily is to associate it with an activity that you already do daily. Repeat it to yourself along with something that you do every day. So for example, with your morning coffee or tea, after breakfast or before you brush your teeth, you could repeat it on your way to work. Get creative with it, right? What do you already do every day and where can you incorporate your sankalpa or just the thought of your sankalpa? Um, you can also visualize it, right? You can visualize it in action. You can visualize it embodied. And when we visualize things, it acts as sort of a mental rehearsal, right? It prepares us for the real thing. So the more visual you get, the more practice you get the more comfortable you become with what your sankalpa looks like in action. The more visual you can become with this personal mission statement and with what it looks like in action, the more realistic and tangible it becomes because you practice really seeing it embodied in your mind's eye, right? With your mental imagery. And so the more you practice visualizing, the easier and more attainable it becomes. You can ask yourself or maybe even journal, What does the sankalpa look like? What does it feel like? What do I look like as I embody it, right? So maybe those are some journal prompts for you that you can use. Um, Another tool I wanna share with you is to write it down. Write it on a piece of paper, write it on a sticky note, write it on your bathroom mirror, on your fridge, in your calendars, in your journals. Put it somewhere visible. Put it somewhere where you will see it so that every time you see your sankalpa or your personal mission statement and it crosses your mind, you are actively working on it. You are actively bringing it to life. You are bringing it forward out of the shadows of your subconscious mind and to the forefront of your conscious mind. 
okay? And along with that, speak it aloud. Recall it in your mind. Anytime you recall it, anytime you speak it, anytime you think it or revisit your Sankalpa, you are actively nourishing it, okay? So the more you see it, the more you think it, the more you nurture it, okay? So the other point that I want to make here, I want to discuss a little bit about the use of language contained within the Sankalpa um, because it's really significant, all right? So your Sankalpa, it's your most heartfelt desire. It's spoken in present tense language. It's stated as if it is already true or in effect. So it's generally an I am statement rather than I will or I won't or an I should or I don't, right? Your subconscious brain has a hard time kind of distinguishing between positive and ne negative language. So ideally, you don't want a word like not or won't um, within the language of your Sankalpa. Another point I want to make about language is you want to use language within your Sankalpa that evokes an emotional response right? You want to use language that sparks something in you, whether that's joy, enthusiasm, pride, excitement, whatever, okay? You want to use language that evokes an emotional response, and we're just saying it. Just saying it stirs something in you, right? So emotional language, passionate emotional language, you want to frame it in first person, present speaking tense, and it needs to be stated in a way as if it is already in effect, as if it is already in action, right? So I have a little suggestion for um, some journaling exercises to build upon this, right? So um, write down the words that make you feel inspired. What do you hope to embody? What words stimulate some of that emotion in you? use language that evokes an emotional or heartfelt response. So really think about what words inspire you? What words help you to envision you as the best version of yourself? All right, so if you need a few moments to do this, you can pause here to complete this journaling exercise before resuming the rest of the episode. Um, and also, if you're still working on this step, and if you do not yet have a working Sankalpa, that's perfectly fine. In the next section, I will be offering you a couple of options for a Sankalpa that will hopefully aid you in the discovery of your own. Okay? So now we're going to get into a little Sankalpa exercise. Uh, I've stated this before, and I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> your Sankalpa is your most heartfelt desire. It's spoken in present tense language, and it is stated as if it already is. If you already have a Sankalpa in your practice, you can use your own. But if you do not have a Sankalpa, and if you are still in the process of drawing yours up to the surface of your conscious mind, well then, I have a couple of suggestions that I'd like to offer you today in the hopes that maybe one of these working Sankalpas will help lead you to yours. So the Sankalpas I have prepared for you um, are number one, I am lovingly guided towards my most heartfelt desire. I am lovingly guided towards my most heartfelt desire. Okay? Or if that doesn't sit well with you, if you'd like another option, um, I am led towards my highest self, towards my Sankalpa. I am led towards my higher self through my Sankalpa. 
okay? So now is the time to listen. Now is the time to listen for your sankalpa or for your heart's felt desire. We're going to facilitate a space here, gentle space that allows and encourages your sankalpa to rise up to the surface of your conscious mind. So take a deep breath and place your hands over your heart space. Now I invite you to feel into your heart space. To feel into your heart space and to allow the sensation and the wisdom of your heart space to rise up, to rise up to the surface of your conscious mind. Embody the vibration of your sankalpa in action. Begin to feel your sankalpa rising up through your heart space and the sankalpa as it rises up it makes its way to the surface of your conscious mind allow it to rise gently and in its own time allow the gentle space within yourself for your sankalpa to rise up, to rise up to your cognitive awareness so that you may become aware of your sankalpa and of your most heartfelt desire. Begin to cultivate what this sankalpa looks like in your mind's eye. Begin to envision your sankalpa fulfilled. Try to picture it. Try to picture it as vividly as you can in your own mind's eye. And now repeat your sankalpa or your working sankalpa three times in your head. Know that this little seed of intention that you plant as your sankalpa deep within your heart, well, you can't really stray away from it too far, no matter where you find yourself. Because that seed, that seed of intention, it originates from your own heart space. And you always carry your heart space with you. So your sankalpa, regardless of whether or not you're aware of it now, 
Your sankalpa is always within you. It resides in your heart. Even if you're still working to draw it out to the surface, it's within you. Begin to bring a sense of loving awareness into your body and into the remainder of your day. And when you are ready, you may gently open your eyes, bringing a slow and gentle awareness back into the body. Take your time getting up ever so gently. And if you have your writing utensil or paper handy, feel free to take a couple of moments here to, to journal about your experience and your journey and to journal about what came up to the surface for you. I really hope that this exercise in discovering your Sankalpa, that it served you in some way. And if you are still having a little difficulty in discovering your Sankalpa, well then I encourage you to allow yourself some patience and some grace because listening and listening to your inner workings of your heart, it's hard work and sometimes we have to work at it. So you may choose to use one of the Sankalpas that I offered you. I am lovingly guided towards my most heartfelt intention or perhaps I am led towards my higher self through my Sankalpa. If either of these suggestions speaks to you, feel free to use one of them. Feel free to use it for as long as you need to or until you have discovered your own Sankalpa. I hope that this practice today, that it served you and that you were able to get what you need from it. Feel free to return to this practice if you find yourself at a place or at a time where you need it. And I thank you for joining me and for allowing me the beautiful pleasure of guiding you through this journey today and through this exercise. This is Illuminating the Shadow with your host and guide, Britt Hampton. And I'm here to remind you that there is power in your voice and there is medicine in your story. Until next time.